Hey, rising entrepreneurs, welcome back to Student Entrepreneur 101. In this episode, I will be speaking with Annie McNutt, founder and lead planner of Annie McNutt Event Consultants, a wedding and event planning company dedicated to making their clients' dreams come to life. Annie is currently a second year MBA student at UCLA Anderson. In this episode, Annie and I will be talking about her experience with her event consulting company and her entrepreneurial journey. Keep listening to hear what Annie has to say about event consulting, the startup process, and more. Annie, hello and welcome to Student Entrepreneur 101. Thank you for coming onto the show today. Please say hello and share one recent entrepreneurial breakthrough you and your team have had. Of course. Well, thank you, Rose, so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, as you said, my name is Annie McNutt. I am the founder and lead planner at Annie McNutt Event Consultants and super excited to get a chance to be with here and chat with you today. Um, so I, a recent breakthrough that we had, I actually took a trip up to Santa Barbara and Santa Inez, which is just a little bit north of Los Angeles, uh, to go and do some venue visits up there and get a chance to see some new spaces, make some introductions and meet some people. And just as a result of that, we've signed two to three uh, new vendors that have added us to their preferred vendor list, which is great. So um, that's going to allow us to grow client volume and then also increase our um, you know, geographical reach of the company beyond Los Angeles, which is really exciting. Well, congratulations. That's so amazing that you were able to go out there and secure some new, you know, like be signed on as preferred vendors. And, you know, that's so exciting because that demonstrates as an entrepreneur, you have to be willing to get out there, go into the market and promote yourself, introduce yourself, make those connections. And that's eventually, that's ultimately how you, you know, sign on new clients and, you know, keep expanding. So that's so exciting. Absolutely. Gotta, gotta hit the ground running for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's get started in our interview by looking back to the very beginning of your story. I think it's important for listeners to understand that there's no sort of straight path to entrepreneurship. So what, starting from wherever you'd like, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and share, you know, at what point in your life did you decide you wanted to be an entrepreneur and, you know, you liked the idea of starting your own business and being your own boss. Yeah, absolutely. So being my own boss is definitely a huge reason um, to be an entrepreneur. It's one of the big important things for me, being able to set my own schedule. Um, I'm classically trained in marketing. So I went to Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia, graduated with a bachelor's in business administration with a concentration in marketing. I then went on to work for a big CPG marketing firm in Atlanta doing business to business or B2B marketing for them. And I enjoyed it. You know, it was, it was paid the bills. I love the people that I worked with, but the work itself wasn't really exciting to me. And I didn't, you know, find myself waking up every day, excited to go into the office and do the work. So the things that I did find myself excited about were things that I was picking up on the side and doing in addition to my marketing job. So things like doing programming for International Women's Day, or, you know, helping host events around the culture of our company and getting people excited about that. So I was doing all those extra things that were not part of my regular job description. And that's what was getting me up in the morning. And I kind of thought, gosh, I I love being able to do this. And it was around that time that I started working with a friend of mine who was in the process of quitting her ad agency job in Atlanta and starting her own wedding planning business. And so I was kind of there from the ground up at her business. I started out as her assistant and worked my way up to being an associate planner with her where I had my own clients under her business umbrella. And that was really what I was passionate about and being able to um, work with clients and help them bring their vision to life. And so I 
I, you know, had kind of made the decision that I was going to quit my, my marketing job and uh, start pursuing event planning and entrepreneurship full time. I was then offered a position in London with my company, which I didn't feel like I could turn down. So um, I moved to London and kind of took uh, about 18 months to reflect, continued working in marketing um, there. It was also prime pandemic time. So um, I it wasn't maybe the best time to move to a new country, but still an incredible experience. And um, it was there that I actually started, put up my website. I didn't have, you know, didn't officially incorporate my business until earlier this year, but um, I started the website and putting myself out there and kind of trying to drum up some business and excitement. And then um, I came back to, to school. I'm now a second year full-time MBA student at UCLA Anderson. And like I said, I, I took the, the leap and you know, worked with a lawyer and got my business fully incorporated and up and running earlier this year. So um, really excited. That's so exciting. Thank you so much for sharing your story there. And that's so important because you realized, you know, you were working for a company, you were maybe it was a great position, but then you realized it wasn't aligned with, you know, what you wanted to do. You saw something bigger for yourself. And then you, as you said, you took that leap and you, you're now an entrepreneur, you have your own website, so you're doing it exactly. And that's so exciting because that just shows it's never too late, even though you have this great job position, even though maybe you get transferred to another country for your company, you know, there's still so many opportunities to just start. And it just takes a little bit of investing in yourself and really deciding what you want to do. So that's so exciting that, you know, you had that bravery to really pursue what you wanted. And that was entrepreneurship. That's so amazing. Yes. Thank you. I think oftentimes it starts as a side hustle and then, you know, you realize it's really your biggest passion and that's kind of how that transition happens. At least that's how it happened for me. Yes. That's incredible. And, you know, as a side hustle, you really, that's a really great time to experiment and see like what direction you want to take and, you know, what services or what products you'd like to offer. So that's very, very exciting. And that that's amazing. So that's what ultimately led you here today. And that's, that's great. So let's talk a little bit about what was the inspiration behind the event consulting business you have today? If you could share specifically like the details behind this, you know, where were you, who were you with and what was going on? Yeah, absolutely. So as I said, I was working with a friend in Atlanta and watching her take that leap and quit her job and start her business and seeing, I think, wow, this actually is possible. This is definitely something I could do was the inspiration for it. And for me, why events and event consulting, I am so passionate about bringing people together, whether that's, you know, getting a group of friends over to my house for a dinner party, or whether it's a full-blown wedding for, you know, a couple I love the opportunity to bring people together and help them bring their vision to life. And for me, having a a couple come to me at the end of a wedding and say, you know, gosh, thank you so much. We couldn't have done it without you is so validating. And it makes me feel like all of the time, effort, energy that I've spent has been worth it. And that is the best feeling ever to feel like you've actually had a positive impact on somebody else. And so that for me is, is why events specifically. And I love to be a part of those special moments in people's lives that, you know, they'll have an opportunity to remember forever. Absolutely. Yes, you're right. That's so amazing being able to take, you know, be able to provide a service that actually brings people's, you know, visions to life, like the most like special occasions in their lives and being able to be a part of that is so rewarding and fulfilling. And at the same time, you're doing what you love, you know, you're planning events, you're making dreams happen. So that's so exciting, especially in like the wedding industry. That's such an important part of many people's lives. It's like, it's a goal for many people. So that's so exciting that you're a part of that journey with 
with individuals making making it happen. So let's talk a little bit about, for those who don't know, what is event consulting? Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of just event planning, to be honest, but I like to use the word consulting because I really like to partner with clients. I don't want to just come in and plan your day for you. I I love to be able to work with you, learn about what makes you tick, what you're looking for in your event, and then really help, you know, work with you through the process. I see it as a partnership. I don't see it as you hiring me to to do, you know, do a service for you. So um, that's kind of why consulting. And then I've got a few different tiers that I offer, one of which is event consulting. And that is just kind of chatting about helping you plan an event. And then I let you do everything else. And then I have event coordination, which is where I kind of come in, you know, 30 to 90 days out and I will coordinate work with all your vendors and coordinate your day. And then I have full-blown event planning, which is where, you know, you say, gosh, I, I just got engaged or, Hey, I've got a big birthday coming up. I don't know where to start. And I will work with you from beginning to end, help you book all of your vendors, um, make sure everything runs smoothly on the day. Um, so it is kind of, like I said, a, a process. I offer different packages, but I really like to work with clients um, throughout and make sure that they're getting what they need and they feel supported uh, throughout the process. Absolutely. And that's such an important part of being an entrepreneur is being able to listen to your clients, your customers, and be able to you know, adapt to that and then, you know, shift your focus and prioritize your services accordingly. So that's so amazing that you do that. And yeah, that's just definitely like the cornerstone to entrepreneurship, being able to have that connection with your customers. Yeah. Got to listen to the customer. <laughs> Absolutely. And while you, um, your event consulting business uh, does focus on wedding planning, uh, you know, what other opportunities are there in event consulting? Yeah, great question. So I think it's probably not a surprise to anyone that the industry suffered massively during the pandemic. Obviously, people were not gathering really at all. And if they were, it was very small groups. So there was no need to hire a planner or a consultant to help you with that process. But I will say that the industry is bouncing back uh, tenfold. Everybody you know, now is craving that human interaction, human connection. Everybody wants to get together in person. And I think for me, where I see one of the biggest opportunities in event planning, event consulting, consulting is actually celebrating some of the little things, right? So birthdays, milestone birthdays, milestone anniversaries, and the the customers or the group that is celebrating those milestones also tends to be uh, the group that has the disposable income to spend, to be able to spend a little extra to hire an event consultant or event planner. So I actually see a lot of that coming up. um, And I think that that's going to be a really big opportunity in the space moving forward. Absolutely. And that's so important that you brought up the pandemic because, yeah, for service-based businesses, especially for big event-based businesses, that's so important because, yeah, that was there was this big disruption in the industry, right? Yeah. And so everyone's craving that connection and now it's back probably stronger than ever. And so it's so exciting Definitely. that this has made way for more opportunities. So very exciting. Let's talk a little bit about mentorship. You know, when you first decided to that you like that you wanted to build your own consulting business, event consulting business. You know what mentors guided you through the process. I know you mentioned uh, you were working with a colleague at first. Yep. Yeah. No. So my colleague Ellen was a huge mentor to me. Um, not only you know helping sort of show me the ropes and how to do it when I was working for her, but then when I wanted to start my own business, I reached out to her and asked her a bunch of questions on you know logistics, how she got started and all of that. And she has been an incredible resource and mentor to me uh, throughout the process. And then I'll also say, 
Um, a couple others that have really stood out to me. One is a mentor that I had through my corporate marketing job. And unlike most people that I was working with at the time, she was very transparent with me and honest. And she said, you know, Annie, you should pursue your passions. If you're not happy here, you shouldn't stay. Um, whereas, you know, most of the feedback I was hearing was, oh no, it's a great job. It's a great company. You're getting paid well. You should stay here. Why would you go risk it all to do something, you know, that may not work out? Um, and so I, I really credit her for being honest and transparent and encouraging me to, to go after my passions. And that was a huge um, reason why I felt comfortable taking the leap was having that support. And she's been someone that I still reach out to today and keep in touch with and um, is still a huge supporter of mine in terms of following my dreams and doing what I love. Um, and then finally, I'd say, you know, I've met since being back in business school, I've met some incredible mentors, whether they're actually peers that I consider mentors or, um, you know, people that work through the UCLA Anderson community or the Price Center for Entrepreneurship. Um, they, there's some incredible resources there for students. And I think some of my biggest mentors and supporters are actually my fellow entrepreneurs who are peers of mine at, at business school right now who are going through the same thing. And, you know, they may be at different stages of starting their companies or, or founding their companies, but everybody is, is such a big supporter and always happy to lean in and help somebody else. So that's been a huge source of, of mentorship and support for me over the last year. That's amazing, Annie. And, you know, that just emphasizes the importance of your network the importance of your support system, especially starting out when you're like a rising entrepreneur. Yeah. So that's so incredible that you had just the few, the few important people to keep you going, to keep pushing you forward, moving you forward, empowering you to keep going and pursuing, like you said it perfectly, your passion, pursuing what you love. And that's so yeah. important. That, and every individual should have that. And that just emphasizes the importance of making connections, building, you know, mm like building relationships with people who lift you up, especially and empower you to pursue what you love. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And while we're talking about mentorship, you were very fortunate to have many people around you already who, you know, empowered you. And so that was, that's so amazing. And so what advice do you have for students listening to our conversation today who are looking for yeah. mentors? Yeah, definitely. So I think, you know, for me, cold calling, cold emailing is the oldest trick in the book, but it's not going anywhere and it still works. So I think, you know, doing that, reaching out to people, whether you find them on LinkedIn or Instagram, I mean, there were tons of event planners um, that I followed on Instagram and I would just reach out to them and, and cold reach out and say, Hey, I love the work you do. I would love to chat with you more. I'm starting my own business. Um, and oftentimes you'll actually find that those people are more than happy to chat with you, especially if it's a genuine reach out and you're being genuine and saying, Hey, I would love to learn from you. You are somebody that I admire who does it and who's doing it and doing it really well. Um, and I'd love to be able to, to sit down and chat with you and learn more. So I think, you know, people, if you are just reaching out for that genuine connection, you do want to learn from somebody, then people are more than happy to sit down and have a conversation and share their experience. Absolutely. And you said it perfectly, you know, you'd be surprised how many people are willing to help you out, especially and, you know, share and pass on their knowledge, especially what they learned in their own industry. People are really happy and open to talking about it. And that's what's so exciting, especially when you're just starting out as an entrepreneur, because if you, if you're brave enough to take the first step, you'd be surprised to see, you know, what, what amazing results you can get and what new connections you can build. Yeah, absolutely. So Annie, let's talk about your launch process and, you know, the very early stages of your event consulting business that you have today. You know, what was the greatest challenge you faced when starting 
Annie McNutt and Bend Consulting. Yeah, of course. So logistically, I actually really struggled with finding an attorney. So I mentioned earlier that I'd kind of set up my website and I did that during the pandemic. So I was able to do that myself. I used Wix, which is a fantastic service and it's kind of a no code platform. So you don't have to understand or know how to do any web coding. And I got my website up and running, but then when I was really ready to start signing clients, I knew that I needed to be a legal entity. I needed to officially incorporate. I needed to make sure I had, you know, liability insurance, all of that. So um, I was ready to spend the money and hire an attorney and make sure everything was set up appropriately, but I could not find an attorney. Um, I started reaching out to my business law professor from undergrad, who I still had a relationship with. She connected me with a small business attorney in Atlanta. I chatted with him and he was incredibly helpful in terms of outlining steps I needed to take, but ultimately I couldn't work with him because I wanted to incorporate here in California and he wasn't licensed to practice in California. So he connected me with an attorney who is a small business attorney that he knows here. I started working with her, but she was nickel and diming me for everything. Um, I'd have a five minute phone conversation and get a bill for it. So as a starting out as an entrepreneur, you don't have a ton of money. And um, while I was willing to spend the money, I felt as though uh, that just that relationship wasn't going to work out. So I terminated that relationship, then reached out to a friend of mine who had started her business here. She put me in touch with her law firm. I talked to them. They said, oh, we don't really do that anymore, but here's someone else you can reach out to. That was the attorney I ended up working with, but that was months uh, and months of trying to figure it out and going in circles. And again, I was fortunate to have somewhere to start. I had a, a, you know, a business law professor that I could reach out to to start, and that's not something that everybody has. So I, that is actually, you know, logistically, that's what I struggle with. And that's one of the reasons why I'm actually working on a new business venture with some of my classmates at UCLA Anderson to try and help uh, women founders specifically get access to these vital resources that they need to be able to launch a business. And um, we're still very early stage on that, but we're really excited to be able to hopefully help make launching a business more feasible for um, women who have incredible ideas and just don't really know where to go to start. So super excited about that. Um, and then I would say professionally, uh, one thing that I really struggled with and it was a challenge was getting clients and staying motivated. So at the beginning, you know, clients were kind of trickling in. My business is very much a, a word of mouth. The industry is very much word of mouth. And it's all about, you know, getting out there and doing things and having people see your capability and then share that with other people. And so it's very slow at the beginning, but once it starts to ramp up, it really ramps up, but it's hard when it's, you know, you're doing everything and it's going slowly and you kind of start to feel a little demotivated that you're putting in so much effort and not seeing the results you want to see. But, um, you know, once you get started, like I said, keep going, it definitely gets easier. Yes, definitely. Trust the process. If you're putting in the work now, it will definitely, you will see the results, even though maybe not now, but eventually your, your efforts will compound into the future and you'll see the success that you have realized today. So that's so exciting. And yeah, you, you brought up so many important points there. One being, you know, it's important early on to dot your I's and cross your T's, especially when it comes to setting your business up like legally, um, correctly, and also having that network, knowing who can help you. And again, you mentioned you had to get an undergraduate professor and by because you kept that connection, maintained that connection, you were able to eventually, um, eventually find the attorney who's helping you today. So that's so that's so amazing, actually. So that's that's really important. And I'm glad you, you shared your story there. And yeah, that's awesome. 
Yeah. And like I said, hoping to simplify that process for people, especially women in the future who have these incredible ideas and, you know, are struggling to find access to those resources that, as you point out, are so vital in the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. And you definitely took that challenge. You overcame it. And from the lessons you've learned, you're trying to empower, you know, the next, the the women entrepreneurs who come after you. And that's so powerful. And that's so amazing because now you do, you have that insight. You, you can kind of anticipate those challenges for other women and prevent them from going through the same struggles that, that you endured. So that's amazing. Yes. It's so important to pay it forward. Yes, definitely. Now let's talk a little bit about a day in the life. You've given us a great window into event consulting. It's event planning. You're bringing people's dreams to life, essentially. And that's no easy task. And when I think of, of like event planners, I think, you know, someone who's very busy, always on the move, always on the ground, getting, you know, the other services that need to like break tie together an event and just really go, go, go. And so you're as a person who's ultimately directing all stages of an event, there's so many working parts to this. And so what does an average day in the life as an entrepreneur look like for you? Yeah. So I would start off by saying, I don't think there is an average day. Um, Most people will tell you as an entrepreneur, you're like constantly going from one thing to the next. You're putting out fires. You're, you know, trying to grow the business and think in the future, but then also trying to keep an eye on what's going on today. Um, So I don't know that there is a typical day, but for me, um, I usually wake up, I try and get to a morning yoga class so that I can check that off my list uh, early and move my body and kind of get in a good headspace for the day. And then I start out by clearing out my inbox, going through my emails, making sure I've answered any questions from clients that have come through, make sure that you know vendors have what they need. Um, and then the majority of my time is on sort of client management and making sure that the events that I'm planning are on track and on schedule and on budget. So making sure that I, I do that for multiple clients for multiple different types of events at once. Um, so that's a big bulk of my day. And then I try and block out some time later in the day. I tend to be a night owl um, and find myself being most creative at night. So I try to block out some time in the afternoon and evening to think about the future of the business and where I want it to go, where I see it going, how I can take advantage of trends in the market or the industry to help um, grow my business. So that's kind of the other, the piece of it is it's not just focusing on what's going on today. You've got to be thinking, you know, 10 steps ahead about what's happening next. So I definitely try and build some time in for that too. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, you bring up a really great point for an entrepreneur. The days are long, you know, if, but, you know, if you're willing to put in the work, you know, you, you get up early, get your early start, incorporate your wellness, because that's so important to, you know, sustainably yeah. scale as an entrepreneur and like keep you in the headspace and be in the right mindset. So that's so important. And also late nights, you know, if, if you have so much going on, you have, sometimes you got to put in those late hours. And so that's so important because that leads me to my next question, which is, you know, as someone, as someone who's always planning these events and has so many moving parts to keep track of, you have a great deal of experience with time management. What are the top lessons you've learned in time management? Yeah. So I think you just touched on one of the really big ones, which is uh, making time for that sort of mental break for yourself. I've learned that if I don't make time to take care of myself, then I'm not in a position to take care of or help my clients. So um, one of the things that I do for that one is yoga, as I mentioned, the other is every Tuesday night, I actually get together with a group of friends and we make dinner together. 
my Tuesday nights are sacred. I love that time. Um, and that's not something that I'm willing to give up. That's really good for my mental and emotional health. And so making time for those things that are important, excuse me, and then blocking time off on my calendar, just from a, you know, more strategic perspective has been incredibly helpful, making sure I make those time blocks and, and block them off and don't let them get booked over so that I can really devote that time and mental headspace to working on whatever it is that, you know, is, is needing my attention that particular day. So blocking the time off and then, you know, making sure I make time for myself as well. Absolutely. That's so important. And even just understanding that you need to take care of your emotional and, you know, social well-being, that's so important because that's what keeps you going. That's what gives you, you know, that's what uplifts you, especially when you're going through challenges in your business and, you know, having that support system and to keep you going, that really is a big part of, of keeping that balance. So that's so important. And it ebbs and flows. Sometimes my time management is better than others, but it's understanding that it is a balance and it does ebb and flow is also a good, good thing to remember. Absolutely. And especially, you know, when you're in the, in the midst of planning these big, large scale events, sometimes I imagine it could be daunting or maybe even a little intimidating, especially for many entrepreneurs who are presented like you with these big, almost maybe abstract um, tasks, right? And it, there's probably a big challenge in transforming that into manageable action-oriented tasks, breaking it down, breaking down this big goal into something that you could start working on today to keep yourself productive and yeah. moving it forward. So what are the, the lessons you've learned here in being able to take these big, large goals and turn them into manageable tasks? Yeah, definitely. So I think for me, you know, just getting out there and doing it is, is the biggest thing. Once you get started, you, know, you think that's the hardest part is actually getting started. But once you get started, you realize kind of things start to fall into place. You get a sort of framework set up for yourself uh, in terms of what things you need to do when, and that really helps. I think for me to understanding what's really important to the client and what they're looking for, because I want to make sure that what I'm prioritizing and spending my time on is also what's important to them and making sure that those two things are aligned and match. And in terms of boiling down, like I said, I think it's just getting started and it's understanding what the goal is and then making some very actionable, achievable steps to achieve that goal. Yes, definitely. And you said it perfectly. The hardest thing sometimes can be just getting started. You know, I feel like a lot of procrastination that goes on, you know, sometimes with students and sometimes with entrepreneurs is just seeing a task, being in, maybe a little bit intimidated, maybe having a little anxiety around it. And you, maybe you push it, you push it back even like more and more and eventually you yeah. don't get to it. So that's really important to stay, you know, have your vision, have your goal and just get started. So let's talk about your vision for the future. You know, what is your long-term vision for your event consulting business and where do you see your where do you see yourself in the future? How does, how does your service, your team, and how does your clients uh, grow in the future? Yeah, that's a great question. So unlike some entrepreneurs who I think are, are targeting a big exit opportunity, that's not something for the consulting business that I'm interested in now for the other business um, that is definitely on my mind. So I think that really just depends, but that's one of the things 
to think about early on when you're starting a, a business is, is it something that you kind of just want to hold on to that's your baby, or is it something that you want to grow and scale and ultimately get acquired by a, a, a larger company? So for this particular business, I, I don't see an acquisition in the future. It's something that I'm really passionate about and I want to keep doing. But what I do see for it is um, hopefully growing and hiring some full-time employees. So I currently have a couple of contractors that I work with, but it's just me as a the full-time employee. So it's a lot of work for one person. I'd love to be able to hire some full-time employees as the business grows. And then I would love to see eventually um, sort of myself getting into some more high-end clientele and events and even the opportunity to travel and and maybe host and, and do some events abroad would be a, an ultimate goal of mine uh, down the line for a long-term vision. Yes, that would be amazing. That would in almost in a way be coming like full circle, like from going corporate and traveling abroad for work versus now having your own company and then being able to travel abroad for, you know, your own something yeah. you've built from the ground up. So that's so exciting. And I really look yeah. forward to seeing it happen. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> so you have shared such great information, Annie. And so where can students listening to our conversation go to find you and learn more about your event consulting business? Yes, definitely. Thank you for asking. So um, the website is anniemcnutt.com. So feel free to go and check that out. There's an inquiry form on there if anyone has questions or um, was interested in hiring me for an upcoming event. And then I'm also on Instagram at anniemcnutt event consultants. And we're, that's where I share kind of all of my content from events. So if anyone's interested in, in taking a look at recent events I've done, they can go and find me there. And then I'm working right now on expanding my social media to TikTok. So hopefully I will be on TikTok shortly but that I haven't quite uh, gotten there yet. Well, that's so exciting. Guys, for those of you listening, make sure to go head over to the website and the Instagram, go check her out and stay tuned for the TikTok account. So that's so exciting. Annie, thank you so much for your amazing insights today. And before we go, can you share one final word of advice that you have for students who were really inspired by your conversation, our conversation today and your story? And what is one final word of advice you have for them as they go on maybe to start their own businesses? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you again, Rose, for having me. I think it's awesome that you're you know, putting all of this out there on a, a platform for students to be able to listen to and hear other stories from students who are maybe in a similar position to them. And I think my, my word of advice or piece of advice for them would be just take the leap. Um, I think I'm, I'm personally so glad that I did. It can be the most challenging experience, but also the most rewarding. And I remember, you know, writing founder on a name tag for the first time at an event earlier this year and just feeling this overwhelming sense of pride that I was a founder and I had my own business. And like I said, I think it is the most rewarding, definitely very challenging, but most rewarding experience. So I would encourage everyone, if you have that idea, if you have an inkling that maybe you might want to start something, take the leap, go for it. I think it's, it's such an incredible experience. Absolutely. Well, thank you so, so much, Annie, for sharing all of your amazing insights. We really appreciate you taking the time to come onto the show today. I wish you the best of luck with the future of your business. Thank you so much, Rose. And thank you for having me. It was a great conversation. 
That's the end of this episode with Student Entrepreneur 101. Today, we learned the story behind Annie McNutt Event Consultants and listened to Annie share valuable insights to the entrepreneurial process. What did you learn from Annie in this week's episode? What are your top three takeaways? Make sure to head over to at Student Entrepreneur 101 Podcast on Instagram and share your thoughts in the comment section for this episode. Do you want to help someone you know jumpstart their entrepreneurial journey? Then share this episode with them. All right, guys, stay tuned for the next episode because I have even more stories, insights, and value to share with you coming soon.